Hello and welcome just a family. This is your latest episode of giving you something to talk about live TV. My name is Melissa Kretschler. I am your host. I'm an also identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, as well as founder and creator of just a live TV and the women supporting women can network. You can find me on all my socials in the comments. Today, we're going to be talking about why are you still not putting yourself first? This episode is crazy because how many things do we look at every day that tell us to put ourselves first and how many of us are still not doing that? So today's episode is sponsored by Thriving Woman Counseling, and they want you to go and check out their eight-week group coaching or sorry, group therapy sessions, eight weeks of group therapy. They have every eight weeks or every nine weeks, they have a new session for you. So go and check that out. They also offer offer 15 minute consultations. So go and check out those links. Those links are in the description of this video and go and check them out because if you are struggling, they are definitely going to help. So I'm going to hand it over to my guest co-host today, Lynn. I'm I'm not even... to start and then I'm like no I'm an, I'm gonna screw that one up probably Mod Zaleski I'm gonna yes. so I tried it look at I tried yes. it okay Lynn <laughs> please introduce yourself all right so thank you for having me on the show I'm really excited to be here um yep my name is Dr. Lynn Mod Zaleski I'm a clinical psychologist um I am the therapist and the owner founder of Thriving Woman Counseling um I do individual and group therapy, um, all virtual. So uh, if you happen to live in either Pennsylvania, North Carolina, or California in the States, um, please come see me. And um, I work with women and a lot of my focus in my practice is um, how to take care of you. So things like boundaries, self-care, to stop being so critical of yourself and sort of just get support from other women. Um, that's the area that I really love to work with. So I'm really excited to talk more about it with you today. Absolutely. For all of those watching, please go like, follow, and share the show on your social media accounts. Sign up for our newsletter at justalivetv.com. And let's get started. So my first comment of why are you not putting yourself first? And the follow-up of that is how many things are we seeing on social media, on the regular media, on social media, in you know magazines, newspapers, YouTube, TikTok, all over the world, we're seeing put yourself first, but how many women are still not doing that? There's so many women and, and no shame or blame or guilt or anything, no judgment if you are still in this game. Uh, but at the same time, there's this old misconception, and this has been a patriarchy conception since the beginning that as women, we are supposed to put our husbands, our children, our career all before ourselves. And that is a hugely ingrained misconception. Majority of us should be putting ourselves first. Now there's a difference between putting yourself first and not caring about what anybody thinks and putting yourself first and still being a loving, caring, you know, and being there when your family needs it. There's a difference between that. What are your thoughts on that? I think you're completely right. And I, I agree. Maybe since 
you know, the pandemic and things like that, there's been a lot of focus on mental health and you need to take care of yourself, which is good. I mean, it's good for people to be thinking about this. And so it is all over social media. And um, I guess the exposure for like wanting to take care of yourself is good. However, how many people, you know, like sort of day in, day out, make it a part of their routine. And maybe that's where the issue is. Like, you know, it, it's like a lofty idea, maybe. Some people maybe don't put it into practice because maybe they think, how can I? Like if you're working full time, if you also have children to raise, if you also are going to school, if you're, you know, the list can go on forever. And so maybe some people think they simply can't, like it would be great, but in practice, maybe they don't think it's possible. Yep. I, I absolutely understand that. Um, and, and I get questioned how I do it myself. I own six businesses. I run them all by myself right now. I have four children. Two of them do not live with me because um, they're adults. <laughs> and then I have a husband and a ton of animals. And people are like, how do you, like, how do you work all that? And I said, boundaries, routines. And I, um, you know what? One of the biggest things, and I'm, I'm going to hit straight on motherhood, okay? And, and this goes for fathers mm -hmm. as well, is we're an example, right? And we're the ones mm -hmm. leading by example. We're teaching by example. There's a TikTok floating around that a woman says, how many of us adults today were told that we weren't allowed to play, relax, or do anything fun until our chores were done? How many of us were told that, right? Yeah. That simple, easy statement has created a complex because she goes on and she says, how many of you can actually relax? In today's It's hard age, to do. Right? Because you're, yeah. you've been conditioned and your brain has been wired to think, I can't stop and I can't rest and relax until all of my stuff is done. Yeah. And so we have this like, sort of creation of um you know all the anxiety behind like you know at night when you finally probably lay down to sleep you know the like running list of like did I do that I need to do this oh my goodness I have to write this down I can you know like so there is even when your body gets a chance to like you know rest for a few minutes all these things come flooding in and maybe it's like um you know we just look our culture may sort of make that worse like hustle culture I guess I think I've heard people say like, you know, like you have to be like, uh, maybe there's something inherently wrong with you if you're not like busy, busy, busy all day. <laughs> um, no. But uh, so it's it can be really hard, I think, to live up to. And I like that you said boundaries too. You, you said boundaries, meaning like boundaries with other people, but also like yourself, like respecting yourself enough to be like, I have a limit of what I can take on. And um you know, this is where it is. And so communicating that I think is a really, really powerful thing. And I think that uh, boundaries is also like one of the central things that we talk about in the group that I run. So it's, it's important. It's important for everybody, but it, it is important for like busy women, you know, like busy women who are caretakers and the caretaking role that we just sort of usually take on um, can maybe make that worse for us like you know putting us sort of in the back burner and everybody else we're worried about them so much yep so my youngest is at home she's sick today um getting over mm -hmm. a massive hip cold and my door's closed uh six months ago before i started the show my door was never closed and even if it was closed she would just barge right in 
Like there, there was no, there was no boundaries. There was no respect. It was just, I'm allowed in mom and dad's room whenever I want. She would just barge in. And mm-hmm. since I started the show, if that door is closed, they don't come in. They don't knock. They don't call me. They don't come in because I've had to teach them that boundary of mom's mm-hmm. in an episode, mom's in a show, mom's doing meetings. You, you need to be out. Right. And, and respect yeah. that. And they learned that. And that's why I'm talking about bound, uh, you know, even just teaching our children is if I don't show them that one, I'm putting myself first Two, that I have boundaries that three, you know, it's okay to need that time to yourself and need, you know, to not be in that role all the time. I love being a mother. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. I absolutely do. But being a mother is not who I am. It is a role that I have, Mm -hmm. right? I was not born a mother. I was born myself. Mm -hmm. And whether I chose to be a mother or not, or, you know, whatever the circumstances may be, I love the fact that I'm a mother and I love my children, but they are not my number one priority. They're, I am, Mm -hmm. right? And they need to respect me as much as I respect them. And that's what I'm teaching them is that, you are your number one priority. Focus on yourself. Stop focusing about what everybody else thinks, what everybody else believes. Focus on yourself mm-hmm. and make sure you're getting what you need. My daughter and I had, had a discussion the other day. She's like, she was being very selfish the other day, very selfish. And she said, but you always tell me to put myself first and only think of myself. I said, there's a difference though. And that's why I at the beginning of the episode talked about that difference between you know putting yourself first in a selfish way or putting yourself first because you need to put your mask on first so that you can actually we're better parents we're better entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. we are better individuals when we are taking you know taking ourselves and, and making ourselves a priority yeah Definitely. You know, how do we have the energy to take care of all these little people or animals or like, you know, in both of our cases, like the people that we, that we treat or coach, you know, like how would we even have the energy to do all that and, and come into a session as our best self, if we're not taking care of us. And like, um, so you're right. There is like a fine line of like, and maybe it takes I don't know, modeling, or maybe it takes maturity or something to kind of know like self selfish versus self care. Like, but, um, I also think that a lot of people think that, am I being selfish? You know, like if this is a new thing, if like self care is a new thing, like the doubt may come in, like it, am I being selfish? Should I not, you know, like, should I not say yes to helping this person? Should I not say, you know, like, and and what does that make me? So um, it'll, it, I feel like the transition is maybe a little bumpy too. You know, like when you it start, is. if you're somebody that's starting off. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that learns to, that goes to learning who you are, learning your mm-hmm. identity, learning your boundaries, learning what your energy and your body and your mind, learning how all of that balances and, and gives you those yes. You know, if you're not wholeheartedly feeling that it's a yes, then it should be a no right? Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're wholeheartedly not feeling it, so yes, because it's slightly out of your comfort zone, then that's a whole nother story. But self-care mm-hmm. is personal development, self-care, putting yourself first. There is a lot of work to that. 
at first, it doesn't continue to be a lot of work. Once you get into the rhythm of it, once you see that your friends and your family and your loved ones are respecting that, it becomes a lot easier and it becomes a habit. It's like a, a second nature mm-hmm. to just do it, right? Having a hot bubble bath with, you know, if you're spiritual with crystals, if you're not spiritual with a glass of wine, whatever, you know, doing whatever it needs, getting out in nature and going for a run with the dog, whatever that Mm -hmm. looks like to you, but making sure that you're giving yourself time to recharge, to relax your emotions, to be able to say, Hey, you know, I'm okay. I've had a stressful day. I'm pushing my, my boundaries. I'm pushing my limits, but I I need to just take some me time and understanding that, you know, the more you push yourself and and we're taught to push ourselves when we work out, Mm -hmm. when we um, in business, we're taught to push, but there's a fine line between pushing yourself too far. That's actually going to damage yourself, right? If you push yourself too Mm -hmm. far without knowing your limits, you know, you, you do more damage than good. Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, you know, one of the ways you find your own limits is sort of like tuning into like how you feel. And sometimes we beat ourselves up for having certain feelings or does that, you know, um, maybe there's something wrong with me if I'm feeling anxious or whatever. And it's like, maybe, maybe your, your feelings are trying to tell you something like maybe, um, you need to pay attention, like, you know, to whatever it is, this feeling that's telling you, like, um, maybe I need to slow down or maybe there's something about someone's expectations of me. That's sort of like making me feel uncomfortable. What's that about? So like tuning in is, is okay. And I think that, um, that's like, that's probably where a lot of the work begins, like, and giving yourself permission to like, uh, this is okay to have this feeling, you know, like, it's all right for me to also, you know, have feel anxious or feel overwhelmed or feel however, you know, like, happy, sad, whatever, fill in the blank, but, um, you know, and then communicate that to whoever needs to hear it. Um, hopefully too, like, I know, I don't know about you for coaching, but like in therapy, I know there's some people who start to develop like an awareness of where a boundary is, and then they communicate that to somebody. And sometimes people push back and, um, that's strange too, you know, and can also maybe make a person feel guilty. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. That comes down to people pleasing and, you know, not wanting the confrontation. I host a lot of, um, I've had a lot of, well, a lot of my courses have communication in them and we should learn how to properly communicate with people. Our beliefs, our feelings, our thoughts, they're our own. And, and I know you being in psychology, you'll understand this as well, is that when you start talking to somebody, it isn't, um, it isn't, you know, you did this, or you did that, or I feel this way because you did that. It's, I feel mm-hmm. like this. And for my own health and my own well being, I need to express this, or I need to say this, it's not against you, yeah. or, you know, and, and take responsibility for what you're saying. It is not anybody else's responsibility to put you first to make you happy to make sure that you're fed and your well being is taken care of your parents' Mm -hmm. role is done when you can do it yourself, right? We're not transferring that to our friends and our partners and and our children. It's that's our job, right? We're we're supposed to teach ourselves how to do that. And so when we start to have that communication, 
the only reasons that people fight um, a boundary or fight something is because number one, people don't like change. Mm -hmm. Most of us do not like change, right? And we get, if, if you have somebody in your life that's constantly saying yes, and all of a sudden they say no, automatically that internalizes as, oh my God, I did something wrong. They're mad at me or they're pulling away or they're, they're changing the dynamic. When somebody argues a belief with you, it's because one, your belief is threatening their comfort. Mm -hmm. Number two, your belief is threatening their belief in their belief. I know that's kind of convoluted, but that's it's too unstable for them. Yeah. That, like, and, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I really wanted to talk about, uh, that you and I had talked about in, you know, in, in our pre-screening was on a life crisis is, oh my goodness. So anybody who's not putting themselves first, we already talked about, you know, pushing yourself too far, Well, what actually mm -hmm. happens when you push yourself too far? We're not just talking physical. We're not talking men. We're talking physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic, when you push yourself too far, you have these life crises, right? The things that you're annoying, uh, ignoring, sorry, not annoying, the things that you're ignoring <laughs> or pushing down, they're eventually going to pop up in one way, shape or form, right? How yeah. many people create, yeah. and, and not intentionally, it's subconsciously and energetically, but how many people create diseases or injuries within their body because they're pushing themselves? because they're not working at what they need and they're not listening to their bodies or listening to their mind or their energy to say, you mm -hmm. need to slow down. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of research and actually I've done some research in my graduate programs about like people who like, you know, the role of things like anxiety, hostility, like negative emotions and kind of like the toll it takes on the human body, like over time, even in like, even in young adults, you can start to see like a pattern of like, if, if you, if you're somebody who might like, you know, want to self-report measure a score high on like anger, anxiety, or hostility, um, there start things that start to happen to you, like, you know, ulcers, high blood pressure, migraines, chronic pain, like the list goes on. So um, yeah, this is important. I mean, it's important that we, we become aware, I think of like, you know, when something like maybe, maybe we won't become aware if we're not maybe in touch kind of with our emotions until like, you know, the stuff starts to happen. But like you talk about the, the crisis, like whenever that starts to come up for you, like maybe then maybe sort of like you're forced to kind of like tune into these emotions. It's sad to say that it had to go on for so long though, in order for somebody to want to stop and kind of like, you know, assess the situation. But yeah, I feel like maybe mindfulness exercises may help people who might feel like they might be traveling down that path. Just like, you know, they're not to like the life crisis yet, <laughs> you know, hopefully never, but um, the mindfulness piece might be helpful then. I, I actually created a three month life crisis coaching package just for that purpose. Right. Because, oh my goodness, even what happens is you can have one of the happiest, you know, positive people in the world, if, if you're one of those people who you live positively, you follow the positivity movement, mindfulness, gratefulness, all of that, and you're 
unconsciously or consciously ignoring any negativity or just brushing it aside or just mm-hmm. saying, I, that's not going to touch me. I don't, you're not processing anything. So mm-hmm. what ends up happening is as you're high vibe, as you're positive, because we know the positivity movement is toxic, as that keeps going, you're not actually doing anything about those negative emotions. So there are people who are suffering silently with negative emotions. They don't even know they have at that point because they're not processing them, right? So you can have the most positive, upbeat, laughing, outgoing people, (coughs) excuse me, who are super happy when in reality, underneath, they're starting to burn out. They're starting Mm -hmm. to break down. They're becoming emotionally unstable. They're becoming mentally unstable and not in a, not in a terrifying, you know, a psychotic way. Um, Even if you are, that's totally fine. Right. Um, We all have psychotic tendencies. So don't worry about that. I know I do. Um, But (laughs) it's, it's getting to that point. Right. And, and then when they actually do falter and they actually do break down, they're like, what is going on? What is wrong with me? And then mm-hmm. all of those negative emotions that you've been ignoring or pushing down or even pushing aside, all of those end up coming out. And that's why people mm-hmm. have such, you know, uh, depression, anxiety, that that's suicide even, right? Is mm-hmm. when you have that influx of negative emotion that you don't know how to handle. You work with veterans. Veterans have a very mm-hmm. hard time with that because when you're in the military or the army or, or any faction of government, um, you become that faction. Your identity becomes consumed with that faction, right? You look mm-hmm. at any military training, it's everybody's wearing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. They're eating the same thing. They're, everybody's expected to be soldiers in yeah. the same army, right? Your identity goes through the window. You are, mm-hmm. you know, private or major. That is like, that's who you are. Your identity goes to the wayside. I've talked to a couple veterans on the show who once you come out of that life and you become a veteran, it's a crisis because now you're going from this huge, in, like immense identity of being a part of this you know, brotherhood and sisterhood and and family. Now you're a civilian that alone causes disaster because now you have to try to figure out who you are again after Mm -hmm. all of that, right? You have to figure out what your identity is, uh, but beyond, you know, being a veteran. Yeah. And I think that supports for that. No, it's, there's really not like, I feel like enough support. Um, I know that, uh, you know, like there's just, there's so many people transitioning out of active duty right now into, you know, like either retired military, you know, like veteran status, whether they ended their term of service or like retired, however many years. Um, I feel like it's a huge adjustment and civilian people really just don't even understand what goes on. So, you know, like even if you try and articulate what you've been doing over these 20 years, it's like, okay so um you know people just don't understand people don't like there's just so there's so many things and I think that I really really love uh working with veterans I do day in day out it's like um you know an area that I have a lot of 
experience and and I think that um, like role transitions like you talked about like from active duty to veteran but even like how when we were talking on the pre-screening call like we talked about like um, empty nesters you know like that's another role transition you know and life crises um, life crisis like who am I now if I'm not mom who am I now yeah. if I'm not you know like um sergeant so-and-so yeah retirement. retirement so we did so many and that's why I did the life crisis instead of calling it a midlife crisis it's a life crisis because yeah the empty nester the you know veteran the you know um widow or divorcee um yeah you right. know all of these things right when you have a, when you focus so much of your time and your energy and your life on one thing, right? And then all of a sudden that one thing is different, not necessarily gone, but different. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't, and I'm going to backtrack. We don't put ourselves first throughout. So when I get married, it's now instead of being Melissa, I'm now Tom's wife. When I have mm -hmm. children, I'm not only Tom's wife, but I'm also their mother, right? Mm -hmm. My identity mm -hmm. keeps shifting. If I don't put myself first in my relationship, in my motherhood, in all of this, I'm going to consistently and steadily lose the idea or the ability to feel connected to my, my identity, mm -hmm. right? Who am I? Yeah. What do I like? If I'm not actively, actively engaging and learning and growing throughout that period of what do I like, you know, what do I need for my self-care? What do I, what, what makes me happy? What calms yeah. my emotions, right? When you don't focus on that and then all of a sudden you become an empty nester or, you know, divorce when people become empty nesters, divorce is very common. And same with retirement, <clears throat> because again, they haven't put enough, um, focus on that relationship and on themselves to say okay the kids are gone now who are you yeah never mind who are you who am I who am I yeah like I, that's a really common thing that that a lot of women I'm seeing come to therapy for you know like now what after this transition now what and so it's like you need to figure out the now what you know even people who are in the middle of, you know, you look at, um, I love working with high profile individuals, regardless of what that looks like. And, and that doesn't mean I single, single out high profile individuals, but I do have a soft spot in my heart for high profile individuals, veterans, all of that, because I get it. Um, I'm one of those unique people. I get every situation. Like I, I understand it. I understand the feelings behind it. I understand that the process behind it and what you would feel and what you could, I'm very analytical. So I'm, I'm, I'm the oddball in this century. Um, <laughs> like the Einstein of mindset. Um, but so when you get to a certain point, you say, you know, somebody like, um, I'm not even going to put out any names, but you think of any, any musician or celebrity or politician or whatever, right? they're constantly working at a grind to get where they're going, right? And then they're thrown into this lifestyle of, hey, I've made it, who am I now? Yeah. Who am I now, right? You look at how many high profile individuals get into abusing drugs, sex, alcohol, violence, all of that, because one, they don't know who they are anymore. Two, they're mm -hmm. thrown in the lifestyle that they sure as hell don't know about, pardon my language. And three, 
now they're questioning what next. Mm -hmm. But the yeah. rest of the world is saying, you know, what do you have to be upset about? I know. Like yeah. you have everything. You look at veterans, right? And everybody's like, oh yeah, you know what? You just did this most amazing thing and we're going to commend you and we're going to crowd you and we're going to, you know, say that veterans all, are all great. And then nothing gets done to support them because mm -hmm. everyday nine to fivers or everyday civilians don't know what it's like to lose themselves to their career, to their lifestyle until they become an empty nester, mm -hmm. until they divorce, until they, whatever that looks like, retirement. They go through all this time not realizing that, hey, it's going to happen to me too. Yeah. And they expect help. Mm -hmm. Right. And we give them help. It's, it, it's a vicious cycle. Life crises are happening to everybody. And it's because, mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to say this a million times, it is because we're not putting ourselves first. Mm -hmm. that, that's yeah. literally what most of our crises has come down to. Yeah. And it's okay to put yourself first. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be wherever you're at. If you're not mm -hmm. putting yourself first and you're overwhelmed and you're ready to scream and break down and you're just exhausted, that's okay too. It's totally And we fine. have like, yes, and we have all been there. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely. <yeah. laughs> Mindset expert or not, I could lie in my bed for a day and go, oh my God, <laughs> what's going on today? Right. Yeah. Because we all, and that's the thing, we're all not going to have perfect days. We're mm -hmm. all not going to have a perfect life. Everybody in this world is meant to struggle one way or another. And that's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we uh -huh. become better. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you too long because I know that you've got other stuff to do. Um, so is there anything you'd like to add before we get going? Um, no, other than I really love talking about this with you today. And thank you for letting me on your show. We're definitely going to have to do this again. I could have talked yes. about this for hours. One of my favorite topics, favorite topics. I know me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Lynn, for joining me today. I really appreciated it. If anybody would like to connect with Lynn, you can do so links in the description. Lynn, thank you. You're very welcome. Have a great day. You too. All right. For everybody watching, you can find our sponsor, Thriving Woman Counseling. You can find that in the links in our description. They offer 15-minute consultations as well as eight-week group therapy sessions. I said that properly. All right. Go check them out. <laughs> link in the description. Please like, follow, and share the show. Uh, join our newsletter to see what's upcoming. As well as if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or if you'd like to see a topic featured, please reach out to us. Again, you can reach out to myself, Melissa Kretschler, or you can reach out to the show at just about any one of our social media accounts. We are always going to answer. So lots of love just to family. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, evening, whatever day it is. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.